Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Hey, all right. All right. Hey. Um, Hey, can, can we, uh, can we, uh, the reason why there's flags here, obviously we're, we're celebrating veterans, uh, not just uh, Friday, but also this weekend and, and throughout. We really want to celebrate them th- throughout because we, we want to honor, our, if you are a veteran in this place um, here today, would you just stand up? We want to honor you and would you give, give a thank a thank you to these amazing, now just keep standing, look at that, just keep standing if you would just for a I know, I know it's, it's not, you don't have to, but, but here, this is what I want to say to you, for those of you just standing here in this moment. I, this is from my heart. I, I just absolutely can't wait for these days because it, it, you mean so much to me personally. Why? Because I think to the men and the women who have served our country and are responsible, listen, for the many freedoms that we have today. And so I also thought about this. Many of us don't realize the mental, listen, physical and emotional strength it takes to serve our country. I don't realize that. And I've, I, so I've met quite a few veterans in my day, and this, this is what I've noticed. Almost everyone, they don't do it for reward. They don't do it for appreciation. They do it sacrificially and selflessly for our freedom, listen, so that we can raise our families and follow our dreams within the safe borders of our country. Amen? So that's why we say thank you. Give it up for our veterans. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you can have a seat. God bless you. I mean that. All right. Hey, so we're in a brand new series called Breaking Chains. Say Breaking Chains. We started last week with a, with a, I believe, a power punch to the enemy. Really uh, just felt like that's kind of how the series needed to start um, as we talked about this, this other realm, the spiritual realm that many people don't really think about. Many Christians subconsciously don't think about this other realm that's very real. Growing up, though, uh, with two older brothers, um, I understood the phrase fear factor way before it became a thing. Um, it was like living in the Pink Panther movie, and I'm dating myself, where, where Inspector Clouseau hires an assistant named Cato to surprise him whenever he comes home. Cato would hide in various places to ultimately give Clouseau a surprise attack. And this was supposed to hone Clouseau's fighting skills. By the way, it's a must-see movie. But that's... What was, that's what it was like for me growing up with older brothers. Um, always on edge, living with tension. Fear was creeping just around the corner. And now that may be funny, but right now, if we were to be honest, we are living in a time where fear has been running rampant. It's creeping just around the corner, ready for a surprise attack. Well, I've got great news for you today. Jesus came to break the chains of fear. Amen. Yeah. Because fear hinders us from becoming the people God wants us to be. It's a trap. It's a prison. It takes the fun out of life. And it is the enemy of freedom. We live in a world that seems to magnify fear. We have a media that has a propensity to spread it. And an enemy that wants to chain us and ultimately paralyze us with it. But God has given us the power to break it. Daily power, as a matter of fact, he's given us many reminders in the Bible where he says, listen, fear not or don't be afraid for I am with you. See, fear, listen, is the common face of our enemy. 
And fear is a destiny delayer. And listen, therefore, it must not be coddled but cast out. Here we go, another good Sunday morning message to get us stirred up. Listen, let, let me help you identify fear for a moment. Because the results are obvious. Fear produces worry and anxiety. Fear creates confusion in our thoughts and actions. It creates indecisiveness that leads to procrastination. It creates chaos and even affects others around us. Fear results in control. And when things are out of control, anger erupts. Listen, the devil is the CEO of the fear factory. And he's constantly coming up with new ways to package his product. And so many people buy into it and ultimately pay a heavy price for it. By the way, they're called phobias. It really is a cute word to mask fear. And millions of, of, of people have given into the live creating heap of phobias. This is one website I found exposed uh, over 500 real, listen, or imagined phobias. As a matter of fact, you can, you can create a phobia for anything that anyone could possibly be afraid of. Here, here are a few. These are, these are real, right? Ablutophobia. Fear of washing or bathing. Any, anybody here? Listen, uh, allodoxophobia, fear of opinions. Bibliophobia. And this is what I feared in high school. Fear of books. Blenophobia, fear of slime. Chorophobia, fear of dancing. Geliophobia, fear of laughter. Gelatophobia, fear of being laughed at. Geniophobia, fear of chins. I got a couple of them. Lachinophobia, fear of vegetables. These are real, you guys. How about this one? Poganophobia, fear of beards. I mean, don't come to northern Michigan. Here's a good one. Aphibiophobia, fear of teenagers. Amen to that. Listen, no, no, listen. Homilophobia, listen. Fear of sermons. Now you have an excuse not to come to church. Listen, we may chuckle at these, but listen, these phobias are very real to people. They are. And, and they are roadblocks to life and ultimately can hinder destiny. But what is really behind these phobias? Well, the answer is found right here in 2 Timothy 1.7. Look at this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Say spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. See, unhealthy, destructive fear is a spirit. Come on. And this verse, by the way, gives us three clues that will help you and I identify the spirit of fear today. Question, here they are. Do you feel powerless or without God's power? Do you feel unloved? And is your thought life out of control? Well, then more than likely, you may be under the attack of that spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but the opposite power and love in a sound mind. So we see how the spirit of fear weaves his way into our lives, right? Come on. You feel without God's power? Do you feel unloved? And is your thought life out of control? 
could be a spirit lurking around. Now, I'm not saying that everything is caused by a spirit. Listen, but what I'll say is many Christians subconsciously don't believe and do not put, put much thought into the spiritual world. What if a lot of people's struggles, listen, are directly related or caused by something spiritual? What if a lot of these problems are caused by something spiritual? See, Jesus showed us this truth throughout his ministry, spirit of infirmity, spirit of palsy, the oppressive spirits, the wicked spirit, the spirit that caused the little boy to throw himself in the fire, a legion of spirits. The list goes on and on and on. And as we mentioned last week, we do not fight against people. We fight against a real spiritual enemy. And this real enemy, listen, uses situations, circumstances that surprise us to open the door to fear. The enemy uses fearful circumstances on the outside to open the door on the inside. Come on, how many of us have fell for that? Hello, right? Am I the only one? But God is using, listen, but, but God is using the outward fearful circumstance, the fire, the trial, this season to expose the spirit of fear and push it out and destroy its works. Listen, this spirit, this spirit, remember, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. This spirit must not be coddled. It must be cast out. Again, maybe not your typical Sunday morning message, but it's going to be good. Please hear me. Freedom is our inheritance in Jesus. We're no longer bound to the chains of darkness, but we are destined for liberty. So let's get right to work. I want to lead you through a story, a quick story, that reveals the way God breaks the chains of fear and how we can help others get free as well. Here's the backdrop. Elijah is his name. He was arguably the greatest prophet of his generation and one of the greatest of all time. Jesus speaks of Elijah and gives him great honor. He was part of some of the most powerful miracles. He split the Jordan River. He raised someone from the dead. And he stopped the rain for three and a half years. Yet, he was just like you and I. This was written about him in James 5, 17 through 18. Look at this. Elijah was as human as we are. This is such a powerful statement. He was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years, exclamation point. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. He wasn't superhuman. He was just like us. Amen? But being a prophet and a reformer was not the job that anyone really wanted. It was lonely, you were rejected, you were ridiculed, you were constantly in the midst of trouble and danger. Not many were quickly responding to that help wanted ad. And one day, fear came knocking at his door. And, listen, because he's human, got the best of him. Remember, this is a powerful man of God. Read it, read it for yourself. 
Elijah sent to, here goes, here's the story. Elijah sent to King Ahab, the most powerful king at the time. King Ahab didn't care about God and was destroying people's lives. So God sent Elijah with a message. He said, turn from your wicked ways or there'll be no rain in the land. Ahab wouldn't listen. So Elijah prayed, and guess what? There was no rain for a long time. Ahab was furious and spent the next three and a half years searching to kill him. Finally, Ahab and Elijah meet. And it was a showdown of all showdowns. Elijah versus 850 wicked prophets. Long story short, Elijah prays for a miracle and God answers. Fire comes down from heaven. The wicked prophets are defeated and God wins. Miracles galore. It was a great day. Elijah was happy. And if a camera were in front of Elijah that day and he was asked, hey, Elijah, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm probably going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disney World, right? He would say that because it was such an awesome day. But that's not what happened. Listen, Ahab, King Ahab was furious. And his wife, Jezebel, was even more furious. Oh, there's that name. Jezebel is the face of the spirit of fear. She represents a demonic spirit of fear, Jezebel. Probably heard that name before. So but look what happens. This is a true story. 1 Kings 19, 1 through 4. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel, his wife, everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the God strike me and even kill me, even if this day tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Now, I thought, very interesting. Listen, please hear this. This is how fear works. Jezebel never came to that showdown. She was at home. A great distance away, you guys. A great distance away. A great distance away. At home. Never came. And my thought is this. It just seems like to me, fear is this ever-distant voice that's so far away, I actually believe that the spirit of fear, again, I've, I've, I've said this before, the spirit of fear is, is more um, afraid of us than you, imagine, you can imagine. The spirit of fear is more afraid of us, the Christian, than you could ever imagine. I need you to see that. Because we, this is what we think. We think that we are sitting ducks. You guys, the table has turned. We, we, the, the, the spirit of fear is a sitting duck. Someone's going to hear this. Today. I, I, I think it's, this is riling somebody up. I feel like, the, but, but I didn't come here for this message. Yes, you did. You know why? Because from, from right now, I'm telling you, the spirit of fear is being stirred up. And if we don't, as anointed Christians, recognize the schemes of the enemy, we're going to go down with the rest of them. But it's not going to happen, you guys. Pastor Dan, you're so, you're so passionate. But yes, I'm very passionate about this because I've seen this spirit grab a hold of not only me, my family, my friends, people in my church, and, and it's about time the tables have turned in this, for, for, this, for this to happen. So listen, you guys ready? Here we go. 
Ahab got home and told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he killed the prophets. So he says, hey, I'm, I'm, Jezebel says, well, I'm, I'm going to come tomorrow. If I don't come tomorrow, I'm, you, you, then I'm a liar. I'm going to come and kill you, Elijah. Now, one version says in verse 3, when Elijah saw that, when Elijah saw that, what do you mean you saw that? So the messenger comes. So Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. So what happens is the messenger came. A messenger came. A little messenger boy comes and he speaks to this incredible man of God and he tells him those few words. And the Bible says, when Elijah saw that. Do you see how the enemy tries to paint a picture of fear with words, my friends? Words. His words. Verse 3, Elijah then was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life from no better than my ancestors who have already died. Man, how could this happen to this incredible man of God? Let me just say this. There are incredible men and women of God in this day that we live in that are under attack by a spirit of fear. And they're going through what we're hearing right now. Matter of fact, many people in life, we, we call it, uh, there, there's quite a mental health attack going on in our world right now like never before. Am I only preaching to myself? Okay, here we go. The messenger represents the spirit of fear. Remember, Jezebel didn't come again. She never came. She stayed at home and still sent a message. Listen, the, the, you need to know this about fear. Fear is afraid of you. Fear is afraid of you. Look at, let me walk you through what happens when someone is attacked and abused by a spirit of fear. Go back to verse 3. I'm going to write these down because you need to identify these things when they happen in your life, especially someone else's life. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. Intimidation and confusion. You want to know what happens when the spirit of fear shows up? Intimidation and confusion. He was afraid and fled for his life. Look at this. He went to Beersheba, a town of Jew. We left his servant alone. Isolation. Intimidation confusion, and isolation. Look at this, you guys. Then he sat down, listen, alone. He went alone in the wilderness traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree. Isolation. And look at this. Prayed that he might die. Depression. Depression. And lastly, Take my life for I'm no better than my ancestors. I've already died. I'm no better than my ancestors. Condemnation. Do you guys see that? Come on, intimidation. We got to know this because when we show up in people's lives and they're struggling and we don't, we don't know why they're struggling, could it be a spirit of fear just showed up and is now bringing intimidation, confusion, isolation, depression, condemnation? Whenever I've been under attack by a spirit of fear, the last thing I want to do is hang around people. He tries to get me to revert back into a room and he tries to paralyze me. This is just my own personal experience. 
common signs that you or someone else might be under attack by a spirit of fear. First, let me reassure you, nothing that comes at us ever surprises God. I'm not saying that it originated from God. It just never surprises him. And he's already working ahead of you, around you, and behind you to show you how great and mighty he is and to show you and I how to overcome fear. Let's see, say C, letter C, what happened next. And, uh, how does God break the chains of fear off of Elijah? Here we go, verse 5. Then he, Elijah, lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. Verse 6, he looked around and there beside his head was some baked bread and hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down. Verse 7, then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. Woo! So how did God respond? And by the way, how do we respond? How do we respond? We recognize, oh, sir, honey, you, 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 it looks to me like you've been under attack by a spirit. I feel like you think I've lost my mind. I haven't. Okay, here we go. How do we respond? Listen, this is what happened. Christ happened. Say Christ happened. Christ happened. Jesus Christ showed up on the scene Jesus saw Elijah, whom he loved so much, struggling to make it through, and he came to his rescue. That's what Jesus does every single time. Come on. 1 Kings 19, 5 through 8. Then he, Elijah, lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, listen, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. Now, this wasn't just any angel. This was the angel of the Lord, you guys. Meaning, this was Jesus Christ himself coming to Elijah. This moment is called a theophany or Christophany, an Old Testament appearance of Jesus. Can I just pray a moment? I just feel, just let me pray one second here. Lord, I just thank you, God, in Jesus' name. I, I take... I just say, Lord, thank you for coming with your presence right now as we talk about what's, how we combat this spirit of fear. And Lord, I just thank you that today in this place there's clarity. God, that you open up hearts and minds. God, that we're gonna leave this place with a revelation, God. And not just be church people, but we'll be Christ people. We'll be anointed ones. God, that move into situations to help others get free in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. This was Christ. He showed up again. Christ, by the way, is not his last name. It's the description of the power he possesses. Jesus, the chain breaker. Christ, the anointed one. Listen, you'll never go wrong leading people to Jesus Christ. Just introduce them to the one who is the chain breaker. Listen, you don't need my opinion first. You don't need my ability first. You don't need personality, charm, or good looks first. You need Jesus Christ first. You need his presence. You need his touch. You need his power. And by the way, so do they. 
Listen, are you afraid of not having enough? Christ is enough. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. Are you afraid of disease? Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Are you afraid of being alone? Emmanuel, God with us always. Are you afraid of spiritual spiders and snakes? He already defeated them and apparently we trample on them. Are you afraid of the future? God's got the whole world in his hands. What happened first, you guys? You know what happened first? Christ happened. An angel of the Lord came and with the, the anointing and touched this person's, touched Elijah's life. Christ happened. And listen, number two, care happened. Care, say care. Care happened. See, Elijah needed a spiritual touch. But listen, he needed something practical too, you guys. Practical. He needed rest. He needed food and water. See, sometimes you need something scrumptious before you need another scripture. You just might need to take a nap, take a walk, or get a nice juicy steak if that's your thing. Please hear me here. So Emily's, Emily hadn't been feeling well for the last couple of days. She's home today. I said, you need to stay home and rest. Because, you know, just rest, rest, rest. You know, she's a go-getter. Her name means industrious. She'd be here this morning. She'd be, she'd be, you know, kicking some devil, you know, right now. But listen, you know what she needs? She needs rest. Take a rest, gal. You're always helping people, always ministering. Hi, Emily, if you're watching this, by the way. <laughs> listen, God cared for Elijah. Listen, both spiritually and physically, he took care of him. First Kings 19.6, he looked around and there beside his head was some baked bread or a cake on hot stones and a jar of water. Mm-mm-mm. Baked bread. Woo. Oh, Lord, Lord, bring us back to the day when communion is that loaf of bread instead of the cracker. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> just, just kidding. But I'm not. But I'm just kidding. Um. Some of the most freeing moments have come, my freeing moments have come through simple things, you guys. Practical moments. Did you hear that? Some of the most powerful moments are practical moments for me. How about you? So when I first came here, for those of you who've been here for a while, we came into quite a battle. Quite a battle. Um, I didn't know anything. I'm just green, you know, here, here, I'm just obedient. But we came into quite a battle. So over time, maybe the first three years, um, you know, it, it took a little bit of toll on me. So I remember sitting in my office one day, and Larry Kirk was on, on staff at that time. He's now Grant. Love Larry Kirk. He's amazing. And so Larry, Larry kind of sees something, and he sees this heaviness in me. And, you know, I didn't really realize it myself. I'm just battling, cranking through stuff. And he, and he sees some heaviness on me. And, and so he, he, says, uh, he says, hey, come with me. Come with me. I'm like, okay. And where are we going? Didn't say anything. Didn't say where we were going. He just said, jump, get in my truck. Get in my truck, come with me. I get in his truck. And as I'm driving in his truck, listen, I just, I've seen too many gangster stories. I got a little scared. I thought, oh, man. I know some people don't like me. I know some people don't like me. 
trying to do the best I can. And I wonder if Larry doesn't like me. And so as we stop, he, he brings me, doesn't say anything, brings me way back in the woods or on this property. And I, I'm just looking around for like a hole, right? <laughs> so I'm, serious, I'm, I'm like in my mind I'm thinking, what's going on here? And then I see another big guy. Big guy shows up with another truck. I thought, it's over, man. Done. Done. And, and so this is what happens. Gets out of the truck. I get out of the truck. He goes back to the back of his truck, opens up the gate, pulls out a gun. Now, you know my story. Only thing I shot in my life was a, was a frog, you know. Pulls out a, a handgun. And he, all he says was, shoot this. I'm like, where? over there. Shoot over there. Other big guy put up a target. And I'm like, really? Okay. So I take that thing. I don't know what it was, man. What kind of, I can't tell you what kind of it was. But I took it. He goes, and shoot it gangster style. So I went like this. <laughs> Listen, I was like, boom, 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 boom. I'm not, probably too many booms. I don't know how many bullets are in there. But I'm telling somebody, and he says, Dan, how do you feel? I said, I feel good. I don't know. I feel good. I, I feel like, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Do it again. <laughs> Boom, 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 you know, out in, the, out in the woods somewhere. And let me tell you something. That practical thing, that seemingly non-spiritual thing, broke some heaviness off of me that day. It broke some chains off of me that day. And that's how God responds. God sent help. Listen, God sent help without a word of correction, an ounce of instruction. God provided what Elijah needed most, a gentle touch, food, water, and rest. Instead of filling Elijah's ears with more words, he graciously filled his belly. Oh, man, never despise the practical, simple thing. Sometimes we can get, we can be under so much condemnation, like, oh man, I haven't read the word enough. I haven't, I haven't, you know, been spiritual enough. You know, maybe, maybe God just wants to do something fun with you. Why don't you go to Craig's Cruisers? Why don't you go play some golf? These days where everybody's out in the woods, that's, that's cool. See, maybe you don't need another spiritual podcast right now. Maybe you don't need another verse right now, another prayer meeting right now. Maybe you need to get some rest. Go out in the woods, take a walk, shoot a rifle, watch a movie, do something fun. Maybe you need to let God care for you in a practical way. Care happened, you guys. And lastly, compassion happened. Say compassion. God didn't rebuke Elijah. He didn't reject Elijah. He didn't give a three-point sermon. He had compassion on him. This entire moment shows us the compassion of God. He lets him sleep. He makes him a cake. Fills a jar with water. Puts his loving hand on him. Lets him sleep some more and speaks tenderly to him. You guys, do you understand what's happening right here today? Sometimes we forget. As Meg was saying, we, we have Christ, and now we bring Christ. But, but we, don't, we, we don't bring necessarily just the power of God. We bring the love of God, right? We bring, we bring uh, Christ, but we bring care, literal, physical, literal care. And then we bring compassion. By the way, this is how God shows up every single time. We may not, but God does, and God wants to through us.
it's what's funny to me was, is, by the way, it's not funny because this, this is how, you know, people that have been under abuse mentally from a spirit, oh my goodness, they just want to sleep all the time. They don't want to be around people, right? I'm going to tell you something. That, that battle is more intense than you know. That's a real, real thing happening in that person's life. It's interesting that, that, that Elijah wakes up, and I think he's like looking at the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord is speaking to him, but he doesn't, he doesn't, it doesn't phase him. Looks up, sees the cake, grabs a piece of cake, drinks some water, goes back to sleep. But it shows you how much mental battle it takes when a spirit of fear shows up, you guys. Like, we, we, we can't go in, like, and just say, you know, yeah, let me, let me give you my three-point sermon. Let me give you the, let me just start slinging some scriptures right away. First of all, just understand that that person has been under some intense, tense pressure. But what happened? Compassion happened. Meaning what? To love deeply. Have mercy. Give tender affection and to suffer with. Woo. Here's a question. Are we willing to meet people where they are instead of where we want them to be? When you meet them where they are at, you allow compassion to come on the scene. That was the first move from God. This is always the first move from God. He can't help it. He's full of it. One, one way you can tell God you're full of it. Right here, Psalm 145.8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great mercy. See, passion's one thing. Oh, man, Dan's really passionate today. But that doesn't mean much unless I come into your situation and bring passion. Come, passion. Come, passion connecting with you or connecting with that person. So I'm talking with someone the other day. This is good. And this person has been struggling with what I believe a spirit of fear for many, many years in, in, in this person's life. Prayed for this person and, 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 and seeing, some, seeing some, uh, some things break. And, and I didn't know how God was going to work this out, but, but this person has a superior, and uh, this person was behind on her work. By the way, that's usually what happens when you're under a spirit of fear is that you just can't get things done, right? Things pile up. And, and this person was, was behind on their work, and they were afraid to talk with their superior, they were afraid to talk with a superior, but we said, you just got to go do it. You gotta, let's, let's go at this thing. Let's just, let's just go right at this fear. Don't worry about it. Sends an email. Hey, I haven't been able to get my stuff done. Can I have a little bit of grace? This person's not even a Christian. The superior, by the way, gets an email back from the superior. I understand what you are going through. I understand the pressures you're under. I understand. Sure, sure, 
take some time and get it done and get it back to me. Compassion happened. And this person, amen, this person felt relieved. Like, oh my goodness. Micah knew about this in Micah 7.19. Once again, you, God, will have compassion on us. You'll trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Maybe you've forgotten the compassion of God. Maybe you need a once again today. If I love this story. Read it for yourself. Read on. It's amazing what God does with Elijah. With, with Elijah. He got his mind back. He got his life back. He got his purpose back. And he met a new friend in Elisha. So really what happened here and what happens with God towards us and what does God want us to give to others? Listen, simply love happened. You guys, love happened. Love happened. If you want to break the chains, just let love happen through Christ through care and through compassion. See, there's one thing that defeats fear. It's not faith, it's not courage, and it's not hope. It's love. Love, perfect love, casts out fear. Amen? All right, we're getting you riled up here. You guys, I don't know how we're going to finish this, but maybe you need a good dose of God's love. Now, you're going to say, well, no, I don't. I'm perfectly fine. Probably not. I just say, you know what? Man, if you've been under attack by a spirit of fear in your life, if you've been abused and accused by that wicked spirit, and you're tired, and you feel condemned, and you feel isolated, and you feel lonely, and you feel that, I want to tell you today, God wants to shower you and infuse you with the very love of God. His love, right? So th there's no, well, you know, I think I'm just going to lift a finger and get it. Two fingers. No, no, this is one of these moments. This is one of these moments right here. If you want it, you can have it. It's available right now. Would, can we just stand for a moment, if you can, and can we just lift our hands up like this in, in a, in a, in a, in a uh, posture of, of saying, um, God, I need all of you, God. I need everything you have, but I need your love, God. Because listen, I found out that if I don't have it, I can't give it. But God, if I can get it right now from you, Lord, just overwhelm me. Say, overwhelm me. With your love, God, infuse me with your love, the power of your love in me and through me. Jesus, you love me. You love me. You love me. Therefore, I love you. And today, I'm going to love others and see the chains of fear broken once and for all in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. All right. Woo. Well, God bless you guys. We love you. Hey, prayer team is here for you. Man, um, hang out for a little bit if you want. Talk to people. If not, we love you. God, God bless you guys. Have an incredible day. And love you veterans. Be blessed.
We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and